Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, we're going to be looking at some NBA news and just kind of what's going on in the world of the NBA. There's not much big news, but we'll talk about some stuff and go from there. So I want to start with some Ben Simmons stuff because I guess that's uh, still going on and we haven't seen any trades. So let's talk about this new news. So recently, this is according to Shams Sharani of The Athletic, um, there was uh, intentions for the 76ers and Portland to try and work out some sort of a trade. I guess uh, the 76ers went to the Trailblazers and wanted C.J. McCollum and some draft picks, three first-round picks and three draft swaps as this package for Ben Simmons. Now, Portland rejected that, as they should, because it was kind of way out of left field. And so it seems like we just haven't found the right package. And I honestly think that the 76ers are a little bit delusional with what they can get. Because, yes... I'll say this, Ben Simmons has been an all-star, he's had a great career, he's someone who has, you know, a lot of, you know, great statistics, and is not a great shooter, but by all means is a good scorer in the paint, good on defense, he's someone who could get you, you know, close to triple-double numbers, and that's all the things you want in a player, but the relationship with the 76ers and the way this has been handled has forced his value to go from all-star for all-star to much less and I think the biggest problem is Philadelphia believes that he's worth more and I think Daryl Morey believes that he's worth more and I think they believe that they can convince him to stay whether that's the right move or not I don't know um, but the way things seem to be going I really don't think they can convince him they've tried everyone's tried the players were trying to meet him it didn't work I just think at this point you got to take your losses and just kind of go with that and kind of be like, okay, let's move on. Let's see the best offer we can get and go from there. And so obviously the 76ers are free to offer um, any sort of package. And if a team's interested, they can talk about whatever they want. But nine times out of ten, if it's a crazy proposal like this, then of course you're going to have, you know, issues. And of course it's going to cause a disconnect between one team and the other, right? So there are probably a lot of teams that have had interest in Ben Simmons, but the offers that the 76ers have been throwing in these teams' faces is so just out of left field and so unethically um, just not even close in value that they just don't want to do business anymore. And so eventually what you're going to get to is Ben Simmons won't have any suitors, not because of Ben Simmons himself, but because of the way the 76ers are handling this. And that's going to be an even bigger problem. Ben Simmons has come out and said... You can't, you know, change my value, and I'm not going to help you get better value out of any sort of deal. I want to get traded. This is on you to get a trade done, and there's nothing you can do, um, you know, right now. And so I think because of the fact that Ben Simmons has kind of, you know, said this and has basically stepped out and is like, I just don't want to be here. He's selling his, his house in Philly. His representation has said again and again that he doesn't want to be here. Even Joel Embiid has come out and said, you know, our relationship is splintered. And if he doesn't want to be here, I don't want him here. And so the delusional ones in this case is the organization in Philadelphia, who time and time again has offered crazy packages for Ben Simmons. And they're not getting close to that in return, you know. I think a C.J. McCollum for a Ben Simmons swap, given the, the climate of the, you know, Simmons situation, is a fair deal. If you need to add something in it to make the salaries match, perfect. 
But a Simmons-McCollum swap is not that difficult, and if that's what Philly offered, that's what Portland would accept. But taking that and adding in three first-round picks and three pick swaps just, to me, seems ludicrous that they would even try and offer that because that's not a good deal on the part of the Trailblazers. Because, yes, Ben Simmons is obviously a great fit, in my opinion, in Portland and can play either the small forward or the power forward or in small ball center situations. But I just don't see how they could, you know, do a deal with the 76ers if they're going to, you know, expect crazy return. And so time and time again, there have been teams out there who have interest, but the offers are just not there. And it seems like eventually it's going to cause a much bigger issue where nobody wants to deal with Philadelphia because of the way they are looking and valuing their players, right? Obviously, on paper, Ben Simmons is worth a lot. But the way things are going and the way Philly is dealing with this and the way Ben Simmons plays his basketball and he can't shoot in a shooter's league, that's an issue. And there's no real way he can make that better. He's tried his shooting. He's tried practicing it and working on it on the offseason. It doesn't seem like it's getting too much better. And so he does so much and he, you know, is what he is. You have to take it at face value. He does a lot of things great and it's not up to everyone else including him to make what his value is he's going to be the player he is play his style of basketball do his thing and go from there right Joel Embiid was a little upset with Ben Simmons because basically they made this team surrounding Ben Simmons not surrounding Joel Embiid and yet he wants to leave and Joel Embiid's pissed off because you built this 76ers team surrounding Ben Simmons not building it around Joel Embiid and you know he's the better player and you know, it's one of those things where, you know, Embiid had his injury history and, you know, Ben Simmons was the number one overall pick in his draft. And I think, you know, they focused more towards making Simmons happy. Now it seems like uh, that's backfiring a little bit because he doesn't even want to be there. So in terms of this Trailblazers situation, do I think he's going to be someone who actually goes to Portland? Probably not, just because I think the packages are so crazy. And I think because of this C.J. McCollum and three picks and three pick swaps that's offered, I don't know if Portland's going to want to come back and do any sort of trades for Ben Simmons because if this is what they're looking for, how close to a deal can you even get, right? Is there any wiggle room? It doesn't seem like Philly's looking to budge at all. Maybe you can get them to drop a pick, but is it worth it at that point, right? Because C.J. McCollum averages over 20 points a game. He's a great shooter and is a fringe all-star who has worked well with Damian Lillard and could be a good piece in Philly, but if you want to offer a crazy package, it's not even close enough where you can say, okay, let's try and work this out, because Philly is not going to even be in the ballpark. And so the problem, as I've said before, and as it seems, is that the disconnect between what the league values Ben Simmons and what Ben Simmons is valued by the 76ers is way off balance, and while the league values him at this, 76ers don't. And so it doesn't matter for the league. They don't have to trade. Portland doesn't have to trade for him. Any of these other teams that have had interest don't have to trade for Ben Simmons. He can sit on the bench and waste his year in Philly. And Philly can just pout because they're not getting the right packages. That's something that can happen. And that's probably what's going to happen if things go this way. With Philadelphia asking for ludicrous, crazy offers from these other teams. If Ben Simmons had a shooting game and was a much better shooter, then maybe 
all these offers that are being thrown out on the 76ers side are not that crazy because of how it is, right? Simmons is a three-time All-Star, and if he could actually shoot the basketball and was a, you know, solid, you know, player on that level, then, you know, that's not a crazy package. But here we are, this is where we're at, and it doesn't really make too much sense, right? I think uh, there is sort of this, um, you know, point forward situation where he kind of is going to be ball handling. Uh, I don't think Portland actually makes a ton of sense in that regard because, um, you know, you already have Damian Lillard, who's your point guard. You don't, you know, really have room for Ben Simmons, right? The reason why he kind of is the point forward in um, in uh, Philly is because that's kind of where he is and that's kind of what they need for a position. There are teams that need a point guard or if they traded a point guard in this, you know, Ben Simmons race, then there is a good chance that that's, uh, you know, the position he will play on a new team. But all Ben Simmons wants at this point is to get traded. And I think at first he had his preferences, but now it seems like he just wants to get out of Philadelphia because that's just a volatile situation for him. And he's basically cutting all ties with the organization. And at this point, you have to kind of go and make a trade no matter what because it causes more problems for you and your team when the season starts rather than being like, you know what, let's hold on to him and hope that he changes his mind. Because at this point, he's done everything, in my opinion, to tell you that he's not changing his mind and it's time to move on. Now, also, there is uh, rumors of the Pacers being a destination for Ben Simmons as a sleeper destination. According to Brian Windhorst of ESPN, he suggested that the uh, Pacers could be a sleeper pick to secure the all-star forward. And Ian Begley of the SNY NBA Insider uh, said that the Pacers are among the teams who have talked to Philadelphia about potential Simmons trade. Karius LeVert was among the players brought up in these communications. It is unknown if these talks have progressed beyond run-of-the-mill contact. So, let's uh, dive into the Pacers angle here. So, obviously, we all know the rumors before uh, the Pacers uh, were interested. Brogdon, first-round pick for Ben Simmons. That was declined on Philly's angle. And so, there's obviously, at least on Philly's end, a sort of connection where they feel like maybe this is a guy they should go for because... They've done it before, obviously didn't pan out, but I think they're doing their due diligence, and I think they are definitely interested in him, and maybe they feel like he could be a good piece for their team moving forward. And when it comes to the Indiana side, they got pieces, but I don't know where they're going to go with this trade. So my assumption is that Brogdon or Levert is the number one piece in this deal. Not both. I don't think Indiana would trade away both players. But I think when it came down to it, Brogdon and Levert, they're the first piece that has to go. And so for me, I don't know if Philly has their preference. I don't know if Indiana has their preference. Maybe in this case, they leave it up to the 76ers to the side between Brogdon and Karius Levert. But that's where you go from here. That's where they kind of start their conversation. Now, the second player that has to be involved is either TJ Warren or Miles Turner. Now, TJ Warren, if he doesn't want to be there, it makes it easier easier for you to get rid of him. I think they'd rather keep TJ Warren because he can play both the three and the four. The problem with Brogdon and um, TJ Warren gone is they're both great shooters and you lose out on that three-point shooting. 
The problem with Miles Turner is that they have no need for him because Joel Embiid is there. They have Andre Drummond. So the 76ers have no use for Miles Turner. And trying that Al Horford, Joel Embiid type situation with Miles Turner and Joel Embiid, doing that again, it's not going to work. So if Miles Turner is involved and the deal involves Levert or Malcolm Brogdon plus Miles Turner, you'd have to trade Miles Turner to a team that is uh, not in this trade already. So you would need a third team to get this done. And the problem I see is that there aren't a lot of teams that need a center, and more importantly, a dominant center. Um, if you look down the line to see who's available and who's there, uh, of all these teams, in theory, uh, let's see who could use a center. So Brooklyn has uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. They also drafted a center. They also have, um, they have Blake Griffin. So I don't think they're going to go after a center. They also have Nicholas Claxton. The Bucks, I guess they could try something if they want to get rid of uh, Brooke Lopez. But again, they don't really need uh, Brooke Lopez in Philly, so they're out. The Knicks, uh, probably not going to get involved because they don't need a center. They have um, Obi Toppin, who could be a small ball center. They also have Mitchell Robinson, who is their center, and Narellans Noel. Atlanta has Clint Capella, no need. Miami has Bam Adebayo, no need. Celtics have, between Ennis Cantor, Robert Williams, and Al Horford, enough centers. They're not going to go after one. The Wizards are the first team here that I think could have interest because they do have Thomas Bryant, but if he's not 100% healthy and they don't think he'll be like 100% healthy all the time, they could go after another center and maybe this is who they go for. I also think the Charlotte Hornets could have interest because they do need a center because um, they have Kai Jones and... They have Vernon Carey Jr., but I think a dominant starting center could really take fold. Toronto, obviously, they have uh, guys who they could use as a center, but I think they need a dominant center as well. And um, at least in the Eastern Conference, that's where they go. The Clippers, if they wanted to get involved, they could trade like Luke Kennard or um, Zubac um, to get this done. So they could be interested, but I don't think they, you know... I don't think uh, Philly wants Zubach because they don't really need him. Maybe Ibaka, but I don't know. Mavericks could have interest because they could use a center. Um, if KP kind of plays the power forward, I don't know. Um, outside of that, maybe the Grizzlies get involved, but I think they want to use Jaron Jackson Jr. as their center. Maybe the Spurs get involved, but uh, I don't know if that would uh, take place. So for me, and this is just my opinion, is the teams that make the most sense to be a third team in this deal. The Wizards, if they need a center, would be a perfect choice because they have, you know, good contracts, whether that's Kuzma, Spencer Dinwiddle, whether that's, you know, uh, Denny Avija, who was a draft choice most recently, whether that's Bertans and some other stuff. So they're obviously an option. I think the Hornets are an option because they have Rozier, they have, you know, Kelly Oubre, there's... Uh, Bridges, who could be involved. I don't think they'll trade him, but he's there. Gordon Hayward's an option. I think the Raptors are an option because the Raptors have um, Gordon Drogic. They also have, you know, Chris Butcher. They have OG Ananobi. So the Raptors, if they traded Drogic and Butcher in some draft picks and they got Miles Turner, that wouldn't be a bad deal for them. And then the Western Conference, uh, the Spurs, because Portal is a solid player. And I think he's someone who fits, but Turner's a much better player. And if they can trade away one of their younger wings, whether it's Devin Vassell or Lonnie Walker or, you know, White or whoever, then that's an option as well. 
And then I guess if OKC wants to get involved, because they have a ton of draft picks, if they want to trade away some first-round picks to get involved in this, they could always uh, throw those uh, picks into a deal. And um, maybe they do something like a Derek Favors and Lou Dort and some draft picks for Miles Turner. Or just like a Lou Dort for Miles Turner trade with like a first or two thrown in. Whatever they need to do. So, to me, if... You have to throw in Miles Turner. You're going to have to trade him for um, somebody else to get this done. Because I don't think, you know, you can do a, a two-team deal. And I don't think they want Turner. I think he's going to have to go somewhere else uh, for me. So, at this point in time, you know, the Ben Simmons situation is still up in the air. Because we really don't know what's going to happen. We don't really know if he's going to be great. We don't know if he's going to be good. We don't know where he's going to end up in this world of basketball um, I think they have to get rid of him if they are, you know, looking in the right direction for a chance to actually compete again. I just feel like there's a lot of different options, and I think, you know, they're going to have to lower their standards just a minute, because if not, they're not going to get a deal done, right? If you have these big ideals and these big sort of packages that you think could be perfect for Ben Simmons trades and the other teams aren't interested you're not going to get anything done you're going to ruin your relationship and go from there so i want to look at this article which came out on fansided which is from sir charles in charge which i believe uh might actually be the uh 76ers um uh version of fansided fansided i think has a bunch of different team websites or whatever um in my opinion so uh, here's some trades that they throw out. Let's see if they make sense or not uh, for Ben Simmons. So Ben Simmons for D'Angelo Russell, Jaden McDaniels, and three future first-round picks from the Minnesota Timberwolves. Does this make sense? Probably not. I don't think they'd want to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. If you took out D'Angelo Russell and you put in, um, you put in Malik Beasley, then I think that'd be something the Timberwolves would accept because I don't think the Timberwolves want to get rid of uh, D'Angelo Russell, just because of the relationship with Carl Anthony Towns and, you know, the fact that maybe Carl Anthony Towns is not happy and they're not playing great. And if they want to, you know, keep him around long term, they have to do something. And uh, obviously he's a good player and he's a friend. So they wouldn't want to throw him in. Malik Beasley, they throw in. Would the 76ers accept three first round picks, McDaniels and Beasley? I think they'd accept that. 76ers and the Cavaliers, this is number two. Colin Sexton, Kevin Love, and two future first-round picks for Ben Simmons. This is probably not going to happen just because I feel like they don't need Kevin Love, nor do they want Kevin Love, and whether he's a good fit or not is not a question for me. It's just not the best player right now that they could go for, and he's kind of not playing as well and is kind of a little washed up in my opinion doesn't really seem like someone they'd want to go for obviously I think they'd like Sexton but there is probably a way to get Sexton without actually giving up um you know Ben Simmons they could try and trade away someone like Shake Milton or you know Tyrese Maxey or one of their other young guys to if they really wanted Sexton they could do that and you know throw some draft picks and try and get something done in that regard but I think they pass on this one uh Philly doesn't do it Next trade is with the 76ers and the Spurs, where the 76ers get DeJounte Murray, Thaddeus Young, Jakob Portal, three first-round picks for Ben Simmons. 
So this is actually, uh, to me, a little bit too much. Deontay Murray, Thaddeus Young, three first-round picks is enough. Take out Portal. They don't need to throw him in this deal. I think Murray gives you your starting point guard. Thaddeus Young is a great wing. You have three first-round picks. I think off the bench, Thaddeus Young is a great player, and you can use those draft picks to trade for something later on. Would the Spurs accept this? Probably not in this iteration. Take out Portal. Maybe they would. Maybe you have to take out some picks. But to me, it's not a bad deal. It just needs a little bit of work. Next is Ben Simmons to Toronto. So Fred Van Vliet, Gordon Drogic, Precious Achua, two first-round picks, and Ben Simmons goes to Toronto. So this one actually is interesting because first and foremost, I would try and take out Van Vliet and put in OG instead. And then you could have um, Ben Simmons with Scotty Barnes and with, you know, Van Vliet and with um, Gary Trent Jr. and Butcher. Um, I think that would be a little bit better. I don't know if uh, Toronto values OG more so than Van Vliet, but, you know, Ben Simmons can play point forward. He can do some stuff there. And then, you know, Van Vliet can kind of do his thing, and that wouldn't be bad. 76ers, I think the trade they throw out there probably wouldn't accept it because I don't think they want both Drogic and Van Vliet. But maybe. Uh, I think they'd pass. Ben Simmons to the Sacramento Kings. They have this deal, which is Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, and two future first-round picks for Ben Simmons. Now, is this a good trade? To me, it's okay. It's not great. Do the 76ers accept this? Probably not. I think they would, in theory, want either Tyrese Halliburton or De'Aaron Fox, or they would want Davion Mitchell, because they would want a point guard in return. And the Kings don't need three point guards. So if you traded away, instead of Marvin Bagley, Davion Mitchell, because I don't think Halliburton or Fox are on the table, that's a better deal, and I think the 76ers would take that with the picks and with Buddy Heald. This right here they wouldn't take, um, and I don't think that would work in the end. So, um, unfortunately, I don't think that would uh, work at all. And then we have this next trade, which is uh, C.J. McCollum and two first-round picks for Ben Simmons. Now, this is kind of what we saw earlier, which 76ers wanted three firsts and three pick swaps for uh, Ben Simmons alongside C.J. McCollum going to the 76ers. This is a much more manageable trade because... Obviously, it's not their ideal move, but it's a move I think they would accept just because there's obviously a lot of stuff that they could do. Um, and I just think this trade makes a little bit more sense than the other one, which is throwing in more draft picks and uh, pick swaps and stuff. So I think they would probably not accept, accept uh, this one because they obviously want more. But there is a, um, there is a little bit of a, uh, a window where this could, um, you know, makes sense uh, for sure then um, you know what I want to look at is this um, DeAndre Ayton situation so DeAndre Ayton is up for a potential rookie max contract and he was the number one overall pick in his draft um, obviously Trey Young and Mike Porter Jr. and um, also Luca got their money and so this is a messy situation that could take place between uh, the you know third best player on the Phoenix Suns who averages double-double, former number one overall pick, and his team. So, unfortunately, 
you know, he doesn't think he um, is uh, going to take anything other than a max rookie contract, whereas it seems like Phoenix does not want to commit that, you know. I think um, there is a lot of players who have um, great careers and don't deserve that max contract. Um, I think they are trying to handle this as best as they can, but um, Sun's ownership isn't ready to give him this sort of contract, uh, whether or not he actually deserves it. They don't want to uh, do that at the moment uh, because they don't really consider him a player who deserves it at this point. Um, and I mean, he's been good. I will say he has been good, but this could cause a big situation to take place in which potentially down the line, he doesn't want to be there anymore because he feels like, you know, they don't value him enough. And, you know, I think there's always three sides to every story. There's, uh, the, the in this case, the Phoenix Suns side, DeAndre Ayton side, and the truth, right? The truth might be that he deserves a max contract. Obviously, he believes it. The, seven, uh, the uh, Phoenix Suns don't believe he does. So there could be a situation where the truth is he deserves a max contract. And there's also a side where maybe he doesn't. And, you know, it aligns more with what Phoenix is feeling. So, you know, at this point, they can, I believe, offer him uh, 25% max. He'll likely be eligible for around $172.5 million over five years. Um, and um, I guess... On a four-year deal, that would be $33.3 million. Um, and if they don't want to give him a full max, that's four years rather than um, five, I guess. Um, so that is uh, the situation, um, you know, as that. So, you know, there is a chance that he could make a little bit more money. Um, and there is a chance that he could make a lot less depending on how they want to pay him. So if things go south, and let's just say they're willing to pay him $20 million a year, but they're not willing to pay him the max, then he could want out. He could want to go somewhere else where maybe they will pay him the max. And I think there are teams that would pay him the max um, out there. Maybe Phoenix is just not one of them. So if DeAndre um, Ayton is actually in the, the camp of, they're not going to pay me, so I don't want to be here. What would be the best destinations for um, DeAndre Ayton? Now, to me, the best destinations um, include um, a few teams. Obviously, um, when I was talking about Miles Turner and the situation involving centers uh, back with the Ben Simmons stuff, those teams all, if they need a center, would be perfect spots, um, in my opinion. And then another team that could have interest is the Sacramento Kings. Yes, they paid Rashawn Holmes, but what if Rashawn Holmes gets traded for um, DeAndre Ayton, and let's say they're willing to take on Buddy Heald or Harrison Barnes in Phoenix. Let's say Buddy Heald is the guy who goes with um, Rashawn Holmes. You know, He averaged 14 points, 8 rebounds, uh, Holmes. Buddy Heald averaged 16 points and 4.5 and rebounds. Maybe they're the tandem that makes... Uh, makes a move to Phoenix and maybe you see DeAndre Ayton get his money and he gets paid his max money from Sacramento. That is a highly, highly uh, likely situation. So uh, that could be option number one. 
Option number two could be DeAndre Ayton going to the Raptors, and we could see Pascal Siakam coming to the Phoenix Suns. So they could trade uh, DeAndre Ayton, and they could trade someone like Dario Saric for Pascal Siakam. Maybe you have to add other stuff in to even it out, but that's always, always, always a possibility, um, in my opinion, is they could go for a player like that. Then another spot that could be a popular one, and this is just from the fact that they're not competing right now, but uh, the Phoenix Suns are, Houston. So if Houston's willing to negotiate with Christian Wood in the deal, and you do some DeAndre Ayton uh, for Christian Wood deal with draft picks thrown in, obviously they want draft picks. What if you do DeAndre Ayton in a first-round pick for Christian Wood? Uh, maybe you do uh, DeAndre Ayton and Jalen Smith for Christian Wood and Daniel Tice, and then a draft pick goes to the Rockets, potentially. It could be a deal, right? You look at how Christian Wood's doing, 21 points, almost 10 rebounds. So would he definitely benefit? Yes. Would a you know Christian Wood, Jay Crowder, um, Bridges, uh, you know Devin Booker, Chris Paul starting lineup get them to be a better team? I think so. Is it a possibility? It's a very, very good possibility. Now, what about if, uh, you know, DeAndre Ayton ends up in Detroit? What if Detroit goes with this, you know, uh, different group of, you know, Kate Cunningham and DeAndre Ayton? Plus, they got other guys in there. What if, you know, Jeremiah Grant is the guy who makes his way to um play in Phoenix, and Kelly Olenek goes to Phoenix, and you have Grant and Kelly Olenek for Dario Saric and DeAndre Ayton, assuming, you know, Ayton signs a max rookie contract and goes to the Pistons and the money matches, you know, maybe that's where they go, and they kind of have this, you know, Isaiah Stewart, uh, DeAndre Ayton starting lineup in Detroit. So I think if the DeAndre Ayton situation falters a little bit, there would be teams that have interest. It all really depends on if they're willing to pay him or not, which I don't know if they are, and maybe at this point they're not, but, you know, I I would be uh, very, um, uh, very um, surprised if things go south and it gets to the point where they have to actually get rid of DeAndre Ayton. So at this point they're not 100% sure of where uh, where they, um, you know, actually, uh, actually are, uh, but if things go south and he actually doesn't want to, you know, get involved with this team long-term because they're not going to pay him, then, uh, I guess we'll, you know, we'll go from there and see how it goes and, you know, that's kind of where we're at. So, to me, this is where I think things go. Um, I think DeAndre Ayton's going to eventually get his money. Whether it's here in Phoenix or not, who knows? And so that is that. So yeah, that's going to do it for this one. Um, tune into our next uh, podcast where we look at more uh, basketball news and discuss.